Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. In a moment, I will be joined by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my co-host on The Favorites, my co-host on Convince Me, on Action Network HQ, on Twitter, on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern, Mr. Simon Hunter, professional better, extraordinaire. How are you, my friend? I'm hurting a little bit, Chad. Not going to lie to you. Hurting a little bit. Got uh, smacked around this weekend. We're going to get into all of it. We're going to get into the full slate. We're going to get into our one and four in our fictional contest weekend. Some, some really ugly happenings there. Kickers, man. What do we do to these kickers? Jesus, it's the kickers and the penalties. The NFL is the, honestly the penalty becoming, thing is that's that's a real problem. It's right really now. becoming unbearable to watch because you can almost count every single time there is an important play, you can count on a holding or a pass interference. It's 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 actually become unbearable. Uh now I saw it's up four to five penalty calls per game this season compared to last season. That's I mean, that's unacceptable. It but it, let's forget about batters for a second. Cause like you call the NFL and be like, dude, there's too many penalties. It's killing my bets. They're not going to have any sympathy for you. Even if they are about to reap billions and billions of dollars in revenue because of legalized betting. Um, it's a bad watching experience. It's a bad viewing experience. Like I'm watching these games and every other play that bills chiefs game. It's like you can't watch the game. It's watching the last two minutes of an NBA game. It's unbearable. Yeah, and as I can see why the Bills fans were going crazy. It felt like every time on third down, the Chiefs would miss a play. There's a flag, you know, holding in the secondary. So it it, it is getting to one of those points where uh, I do think the league will step in just because everyone's complaining. You've seen it every national media. I mean, they had to kill an hour and a half on that Sunday night game. They were even talking about it. Um, so it, I do think there's going to be an adjustment to it because it can't keep going towards this trend. I mean, it, it's that's a really high upgrade from the previous season, up four to five calls per game. That, that's that's way too many. And it always feels like it's on a key third down or that's going to turn a drive or in the red zone. 
a pass interference in the end zone, a hold, a tug, a little grab around the waist. It's really, um, it just makes it so difficult to enjoy the bet. It does, but Chad, we will celebrate one thing. Your Bears won, my Eagles won, and the Bills won. I think it's the first time in probably two to three years all three of our teams won the same day. It's true. Matt Mitchell's uh, Buffalo Bills. Here's what we are going to celebrate. And and I feel like your perspective on this says a lot about who you are as a human being. This past week, uh, you and I had the Minnesota Vikings in our survivor pool. Obviously, that was a crazy game. And you and I happened to be texting about that game at the same time we were sweating the Bengals Packers and the five missed field goals in the final two minutes in overtime, either way could have swung it for us one way or the other. Uh, we needed the Bengals, you know, to win outright, uh, given that we had two and a half. Um, we have Minnesota. I happen to be in a contest where in a survivor pool contest where two times between before week 10, you have to choose two teams. Uh, and so, this was one of the weeks that I did it and I chose Minnesota and I chose Baltimore. And I wake up this morning and I'm thinking to myself, someone, I, I was, I was slacking with somebody, Scott Miller from the action network. I was slacking with him. We were talking about this because he's in the same contest. And I said, and he said, you've, you've used up all your good luck. I'm like, did I use up all my good luck or was this just sort of a reward for previous bad luck? What do you say, think? It, it depends on what side you're coming from. Uh, as someone that had the Colts money line, I feel like I was very unlucky. Um, but I can't complain because I literally, we, we talk about this all the time, Chad. These survivor contests, you need a lot of luck to win them. And this is insanity where the Patriots had to come back. They won. I mean, we had the week before with the Bengals coming back against the Jaguars. There's just a bunch of different games this past couple of weeks that, the public has, I mean, that's what people want to point to us having a down week. The public killed it this week. It's no surprise, me and you, who like to bet with the book most weeks, we got smacked around. The public, every teaser, every little thing they needed came back and hit for them. So uh, I say this often, be careful this week. This is uh, this is setting up nicely for the sports books where people got some fat, fat pockets out there after last week, and they're going to try to get that money back this week. Can we talk about one more thing before we get to the games? Yeah. 7.30 a.m. Sunday morning. <laughs> I'm up. I'm stretching. You know, I like to stretch, get myself limber, getting ready for a day. I love Sundays. Love the anticipation. Still get a rush about the bets and the shows and the traffic and the audience and how are we doing? And Simon, you text me and you say, we got to pull the trigger on the Jets at plus three and a half. And I keep telling myself, don't react in the moment when Simon texts you to say we got to do something because we need to have a measured response. But I get so excited when you're excited. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And it usually works out for us. So and it so usually works out. And you had the English flag and you're a Brit. And so we were excited. <laughs> and um, that was not enjoyable. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, we had hope there for a second. It was tied up. Or maybe maybe they were down three and we were back to covering the three and a half. They were down. It was. Uh, no, they were down. Yeah, it was right. 20 to 17. 2017, then 27-17. And well, so you at, just skipped the major part there. So they kick the ball off and Matt Ryan gets it. And I go, This we've seen this movie a million times. Three and out, Matt Ryan, 
They're going to kick it back to the Jets. The Jets will go down the field and score. Matt Ryan will blow, once again, a 20-point lead. Uh, didn't happen, Chad. The one time it did not happen, we put it in our contest. So no no regrets. Um, I still believe in the bet. I thought it was a good number. I had it at two and a half. Uh, I thought we were getting good value at three and a half. Thank God, though. I know I, I wish we got it for the contest. I'll take the three, though, because I had way too many teasers tied to the Jets. So I needed that field goal for my lungs. So that was one of those I was sweating. All right. So if you were getting like, because I was thinking like Zach Wilson gets sacked, stupid penalty, stupid mistake. Not like that. That was our chance to cover. But if you yeah. still needed the field goal, I'm really glad for you. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. All right. Feel, feel uh, terrible for the fans, though. Last night, my kid said to me, my my nearly 15-year-old kid, he's two weeks away from being 15. We're watching the uh, the Monday Night Football game. And he looks at me and he says, wow, did anybody have John Gruden to get fired for hateful emails before Urban Meyer gets fired? I got to say, that's not a bet anybody was making. Oh, God, what an awful look. It's time to get to... The week six slate, Thursday night football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Philadelphia Eagles. Oh boy. This is, it's already going to test us, right? The Buccaneers on the road, seven and a half point favorites, 81% of the bets, a defense that can't get right unless uh, they're playing Jacoby Brissett and the Miami Dolphins against an Eagles team you know all too well, that has been inconsistent. Which Jalen Hurts are we getting? What are we doing here? Don't tell me. I already know. We're taking the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Of course, of course we are. Uh, yeah, I had it at six points. I thought it was a fair line when they opened it at six, six and a half. That's, that was a good number. But what happened last week with the Eagles? They played Carolina. Carolina. I believe we were up 12 or 13 points in the fourth quarter. Sam Darnold had three interceptions and a block punt. They only lost by three points. That's terrifying. That just shows how bad this Eagles team is. They had three turnovers and a block punt. Uh, man, I I get why the public's coming in so heavy on the Buccaneers. They're going to be in everyone's teasers. Everyone's taking this money line of the Buccaneers. This feels like the exact same situation we had last year with the Bears. We're hosting the, Buc uh, hosting the Buccaneers on a Thursday night game. Tom Brady, I don't know if you remember this. He forgot what down it was. He thought he had one more down. He didn't. We have to take the Eagles in this position. Eagles are undefeated, or not undefeated, but I believe they're 7-0 on their last seven Thursday night games. A little fun fact for you. We love Thursdays in Philly. Uh, the fans will get up for it. It's a Thursday night game. Again, people have been drinking since noon. It's, it's a little bit of people are underrating the, again, Buccaneers have one of the greatest run Ds we've probably ever seen. It's incredible what they've done this season as a run defense. But their cornerbacks, that's such a real issue. And, you know, Brissett is a corpse. That guy can't move. And he got injured in the first quarter, and he was just done. They were out two of their top receivers in Miami. I should have known better that to really back that Miami team with all the injuries they had. But I thought Flores would have a defense that was going to step up. And, again, they give up 45 points. I did not see that coming with that Miami defense. We've seen it with this Eagles defense. They've played well this year. They've, they really shut down a Carolina offense. They shut down the 49ers offense. Every game they've been in, I know you can say the Chiefs really blew them out. That was just kind of, uh, I don't know how to say this, but 
you know, it's my homes. It's my homes. It's a little bit different where I can see this D-line again after Brady, where I just didn't see it. They'd have the advantage against Darnold or Mahomes. I, I ate a bowl last week with Darnold. He was terribly through three interceptions. I don't know if they're going to get that kind of luck against Brady again, but now that's up to seven and a half, Chad, over a touchdown at home. What are you thinking here, buddy? I mean, how do we not bet this game? A couple of things. Number one, you said a Thursday, everyone in Philly will be drinking since noon. That's a Monday. That's a Tuesday. That's a Wednesday. That's a Friday. In yeah, Philly. but they're all going to be at that game. That's not know. just. It's not just a Thursday. That's true. In Philly, number one, of course, we're taking the Eagles here. Uh, everything about it lines up the right way. I'm not taking too much from the Panthers game, and we're going to get to the Panthers game because I don't know. Maybe Sam Darnold isn't what we thought he was. Maybe we saw things that we just wanted to see in that Cowboys game in the way he played in the second half. And what he really was, was the guy who struggled against a, a pretty good pressure defense uh, in the Cowboys and then struggled a lot against a good pressure defense in the Eagles. So I don't know if like there's much to take away in terms of the quality of the Eagles play. Jalen Hurts, he's just not a good quarterback. Um, he's just not consistent. That's the same problem yeah. with Sam Darnold. These QBs so, from 20 to 32, that's the reason they're in the bottom of the league. They're just inconsistent. I think we got to take the Eagles here. Are the Eagles one of our five best? Are we are we so Ooh. in on the Eagles that we want to make a stand? That I don't know yet. If it's I seven know. and a half, I it's mean, hard you not might to. have to. It's, I, exactly. Like, that was the same reason like, we like the Colts, like, we not we didn't like anything about the Colts playing that Ravens team, but when it's at seven, seven and a half, we were just like, this is this is, that's a big big number. So again, that's how we feel about the Eagles. The, the Buccaneers defense, again, one of the best D lines we've ever seen. They have too many issues in the secondary to be favored by seven and a half on the road. Can we be gross as we get to the Sunday games? Can we start our conversation at nine thirty in the morning? Miami Dolphins. At Jacksonville Jaguars. The Dolphins are three and a half point favorites. I hate how I've become so boring to our fans. They knew the minute this line came up, all their say your favorite bet going to be the, the, the Jaguars plus three and a half. Pro Joe game right now. Bets on the Dolphins, money on the Jaguars. Right. Love the Jags. Of course, I'll take the three and a half. We have two awful teams. Neither should like the, that's the only thing that's scaring me off is. They're sucking me in with the hook again, just like they did with the Jets, where they, they they feel like in a bad matchup, you're getting the better number with the bad team. But, man, that Dolphins team, they, they've just straight up quit in that Buccaneers game. At least the Jaguars, they had more yards than the Tennessee Titans. They just couldn't execute and finish drives. They missed field goals. They got stopped a couple of times in the, in the red zone and got fourth down turnovers. The Jaguars at least are putting up a fight where people think they would have quit on them. I just didn't believe it. That was why I took that number last week was like, I still think this team will play for Urban. Man, a lot of question marks there. So I wouldn't make this one of our best fives because I think I need to start taking what you said last week where it's like, can you, you step away from the numbers for a second and just look at the situation? And that's what I did with the Oakland Raiders. I mean, not the Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders and the Bears last week. We talked about we love the Bears money line at plus 200 just because all the stuff going on with the Las Vegas Raiders. Maybe it's the same view we need to take with this Jaguars team. That maybe until Urban's gone, we're at USC, we should start fading this team. But I can't, Chad. I love the numbers. This is what I do. 
three and a half. I'll take the Jaguars, but this will not be one of our five because Jets. I don't think Chad can do the Jets or the Jags again. I I cannot <laughs> at all. Right? And I thought about this. Uh, you know, it's a beautiful day here in Central Connecticut. It's it's blue skies. Uh, the leaves are changing. It's a kaleidoscope of colors. Took the dog for a walk early this morning after I stretched and uh, was listening to our Tuesday podcast. I like to review, you know, see if there's anything in there that uh, that that I want to pick up on. And the conversation we had about the Jaguars and them being one of our best bets and me being sickened by it. You said this team could be down 14 nothing in the first minute of the game against the Titans and we're way off. They were down they literally were down 7 nothing in the first minute of the game. Like they're just a bad team. Bad things happen to bad teams. And look, we make our bed. We lie in it when we decide to bet on the Jets and the Bengals and the Jaguars and the Dolphins and the Texans and the Giants, right? The Giants First string quarterback goes out in the first half. First string running back goes out in the first half. First string wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, goes out in the first half. First string left tackle. The w- one reason why we were comfortable because of their pressure rate was so the pressure rate against the Giants offense was so low because of Andrew Thomas. They lose everything, right? So we're playing with one hand tied behind our back when we bet on bad teams. I've just lost faith in this Jaguars team as being the team that is the rule. I think they are the exception to the rule. I think they're terrible. I don't think anyone wants to play for Urban Meyer. I think they're probably the right side because it's the Dolphins and they're just as bad, but I don't want a piece of this game. And where people should know, this is we're at the one third mark of this season. So I will let Chad do this right now and maybe for the next three or four weeks. But the second half of the season, all in on the Jags. Like these are the kind of teams where People are going to feel just like Chad is. I'm going to get a free three to four points every week towards the end of the season on these bad teams. So I'll let you do it right now because we're at the midway point and like I finally have the numbers and data to be like, yeah, you're right. The books are pretty smart with a lot of these numbers. So I like the Jags, but am I getting crazy value? No, not enough that I'm going to be like, we have to make this one of our five. But in three, four weeks, we are going to have to be betting the Jaguars because no one else is going to be. So that's, that's when you have to be betting these teams. Yeah, let's get a couple of things straight here. Mr. Big Shot, you don't tell me what you're letting me do. I do. Number I one. Let you, I let you switch out the Chargers and put in Carolina this week. Don't forget that. Uh, 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 <laughs> this, by the way, is revisionist history. We, uh, w- we very specifically had a conversation. We, that we loved the Panthers all week. We thought it was great at minus three. It was a good number. We didn't love the Chargers number as much. We were back and forth on it because of calls we were getting during the week about the Browns. Like, let's not, let's not, let's not play like, you know. No, we know the, me, me and Rory know the real reason because Cowherd, your best friend, like the Browns. That's why you're like, I don't know about the Chargers. Team. I walked, hey, 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 I walked him off the Browns. Okay. I, I hope you did. Yeah, I did. I walked him off the Browns the next game up. And, and I'm not going to be against the Jaguars as we get later into the year. Three and a half against the Dolphins. I'm just not seeing any value. Like two really bad teams. This game to me should be pick. Like, no, that, yeah, terrible. there's value there. You just said it. this game should be picked. There's good value. You just don't want to deal with the heartache and headache. Yeah, you're right. Los Angeles Rams at New York Giants. 
Rams are a 10 and a half point favorite right now. It's a weird game. We, there's just too much uncertainty. I don't know if we can really talk about it yet. We might have to reevaluate this on Thursday. Yeah. And we always like to fade Danny Jones at home. So even if he is the quarterback, he probably would be on the Rams, but this is such a big number. No matter what, you're going to need things to really go your way with this Rams team at that number. Like you need a couple things about your way, them not to turn the ball over. I don't know if I have the faith in Matthew Stafford that way. He made me very uneasy in that Arizona Cardinals game. He made me very uneasy in that Seattle game, even though he got the job done. There's just still, like, there's just something about Stafford that I'm just unsure about. So at that big of a number, I, I can't do it. Can't take him. So I, I lean towards the Giants. But, yeah, until we know who the quarterback is, we can't touch this game. Yeah, we got it, Pat. We'll, we'll come back to it. I promise we'll come back to it. Houston Texans at Indianapolis Colts. Good old AFC South matchup that everybody's going to care about. The Texans are 10-point underdogs. The Colts, short week coming off of a brutal, brutal beat. Um, last night I went to bed. The Colts were up uh, 25, what was it? They they were up, you know, yeah, the eight, 20, it was like 25, 11, it was a 25. Weird they were up 25, 17 and they were driving the field and Justin Houston had just gotten that penalty on Carson Wentz after sacking him. He got the personal foul. So now they're in field goal range. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I go upstairs. I go to bed before I get, before I get in bed. The last thing I see in like seven minutes uh, is a alert from the action network saying that the, the Ravens had just tied the game. I'm like, what the hell happened? But I had already taken a melatonin and I wasn't going to stay for the game. So I went to bed. I woke up and they had won. Colts are not a good team. They're not. I, I would love to hear what are the betting splits in the action app on this game? Like, what's the public doing with this? It's it's too early. Like, there's there's so little volume on this game right now. Less than there's like 3,000 bets on this game. And it's it's relatively even. It's 52% of the bets on the Texans and 48% of the bets on the Colts. Immediately when I saw this, I loved the Texans. Ran the numbers. It's a fair number. Have, have it at eight and a half, nine. I've, I've kind of keep moving it down now because the Colts have so many injuries to that defense you just talked about. They have a couple injuries also on their offensive line. And this Texans team, I, I want to hate them because of what they did to me last week. I'm blowing that game and the, the kicker and missing all the field goals and extra points and letting the Patriots come all the way back to win that game. But it's the same reason I'm into this Texas team. They just – they aren't as bad as they've looked. Davis Mills, he isn't that terrible. Again, he's – this is what these rookie quarterbacks are. They're, like, they're literally – they're up and down each week to week, so you never really know what you're going to get. When you get numbers this high, it leaves a little bit of room for error. And you just talked about that Colts team – I don't even want to say it right now, but this is this is one of this is one of my favorite survivor picks because when else are you going to take them um, at home against the Texans or at home against the Jaguars? It's just a great spot for this Colts team, but it's terrifying. Like Carson Wentz played a perfect game last night, and the team still lost. Um, they just have a lot of weird things that go on with this Colts team. It's like same way I felt about taking that Vikings team. The Vikings team they have a lot of great pieces. They're just bad. They're just a bad team, and they don't know how to finish games. So. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it on Thursday. Right now, I would say I like the Texans at this number, and I like the Colts for Survivor. I I, I bet by Thursday, I mean, you're going to have very different views on this game just because, you know, this line might move all the way down to seven from nine and a half, and there's not going to be that much great value in the Houston anymore. But 
at this number, nine and a half, ten. Yeah, I'm, I'd be happy to take Houston at that number. What do you have this power rated at? I added eight and a half, and I bumped it down to eight. And I might update it even more just because there, there's so many injuries right now for this Colts team. It, it's hard not to keep bumping them down where it's like, again, Jonathan Taylor, incredible player. Carson Wentz playing really well. Can they really make up for all these injuries on that offensive side? And can they help make up for all the injuries to their defense? They might not have a kicker. Like, I don't know what's going on with their kicker either. He's supposed to have a hip injury. Way, way too much going on this Colts team to be taking them at minus nine and a half. There was a moment watching that Monday Night Football game where Rodrigo Blankenship was on the sideline and he was sort of, he was sitting with his legs yeah. spread open and he was bending over and he looked like he was five years old. He looked like, but also like I was concerned just like, I felt sad for him. Yeah. It was like mental it, health. Yeah. You know, I thought, I thought it was something regarding mental health and the announcers weren't really saying anything. Then finally, if someone said something about an injury, but I just thought I almost wanted the cameras to turn away. I thought we were in the middle of watching someone have a breakdown. A, a breakdown. I'm yeah. like, how this is painful and and scary and almost inappropriate to watch. That's what I should have bought out. I was like, this is going to come down to a kicker. I should have known better than to let it ride because as soon as they showed that, you were just like, oh god, what an awful look. And now a word from our friends at FanDuel. Week six is here, and there's a big Thursday night matchup between the Bucks and Eagles, and FanDuel Sportsbook is about to make it even bigger because they're giving new customers 30 to one odds on either team to win. That means you can start the NFL week right by winning $150 on a $5 bet. For this game, I'm considering locking in the Eagles plus seven and the under. And offers like this are just one of the many reasons why I love betting the NFL on FanDuel. They've got the top-rated sportsbook app in America, and payouts are easy and secure, and I get paid in as little as 24 hours when I win. FanDuel is sports betting made simple, and they're always hooking you up with great offers. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just sign up with promo code FAVORITES this week before Tampa Bay takes on Philadelphia. You could win $150 on a $5 bet. Remember to use promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $150. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Let's get back to the show. Kansas City Chiefs not playing great. Kansas City Chiefs at Washington football team. Six and a half point road favorites. I know what we're doing here. Easy bet. Don't even think about it. This is probably a guarantee we can give on a Tuesday. This will be one of our fives. Last year, me and Chad, we faded the Chiefs all the way down the home stretch. We started this year fading them. Kind of got off the train a little bit there. I don't know what happened to me last week. I needed to be smack around taking the Chiefs at minus three. 
I'm not messing up again. This defense, way too many injuries. I, 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 I get it. Mahomes is incredible. Like they're gonna put up points. Can they get the stops? Can they can they get the team to kick the field goals? That's what you're banking on. If you're taking the Chiefs, you're banking on them getting the team to kick the field goals. This is a scary number. This is one of these that Vegas is giving it out. And they're saying, go ahead, tease the Chiefs down to half a point. Like you think the Chiefs are winning this game? Go ahead and tease this number down. Little scary, Chad. I, I'm all, I, I'm kind of scared of this number. So I love the six and a half. I'm hoping it gets to seven. That'd make me feel a little bit better because that's what I had this game at. I have it at seven. But interesting, interesting what the bookmakers are doing here, hanging a six and a half. FanDuel has the Washington football team at plus seven right now. Plus seven, actually minus 108, it looks like. So reduced juice, good number on the Washington football team. Is this a Simon Says? I would say it is because I, I just believe other pros like me are going to come in on this number. We're not going to let it get to seven and a half just because the seven's good enough. So I, I, I have no problem if people are just want to get this number while it lasts because I think it will go down to six and a half. But grab the seven right now, plus seven on FanDuel. When Simon says do it, when Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. There we go. Simon says grab the Washington football team. Next up, Minnesota Vikings at Carolina Panthers. Boy, if this isn't a disappointing team visiting a team that we have completely lost our read on, I don't know what is. The Panthers are one point underdogs at home against the Vikings. Who Thou art you, Sam Darnold. We bet the Vikings at home. We fade them on the road. The Vikings are now on the road. Man, are this is this Vikings team bad or what, Chad? I, I cannot get over that Detroit game. I just, man, they are, they got major issues. And Carolina at home on the grass against a fast team like the, the Vikings, this is just a very nice bounce back spot for this Carolina team. And We've seen it now. The 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 teams that started three and zero, them in Denver, they've both kind of fallen off here. They've dropped two straight, both of them. Um, I don't know what to think, but as as a, as a better here, as long as it's not minus three for Carolina, which I had it at minus two and a half for Carolina, I think I'm getting a good number with Carolina. So I I, I get the worry. Sam Darnold, that was just brutal as a better. Like that was one of the few games I had on the main TVs and. Uh, I, 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 he, he didn't look right in the first half. He was kind of getting away with it. But then when the second half came, I think they scored three points total in the entire second half at home. It's red flags. That's major red flags. So I do really like this game, but I don't know if I'd make it one of our best five, Chad. I wouldn't either. I agree with you. I, I, sometimes even if the number is right, this is where I like to match the human element with the number element. It can't just be all one thing, right? We need uh, we need some fusion, and you can bet the number and you can bet the team when they're sort of matching when the Venn diagram comes together. To me, this isn't coming together. The number feels right, like Carolina is a one point underdog at home, but Sam Darnold. That Cowboys game in that 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 um, game against the Eagles, 
he looked like what he always was and not like what he had been these first three games when everybody is always hyping him up again, is already hyping him up again. I need to see more. Like sometimes I'm just going to walk away. Yeah. And just, again, you're just, you're feeling the same thing I'm feeling. The guy's turning the ball over too much right now to yeah. really put a lot of money on. Him. So I, I get it completely. I can't live this way. I can't <laughs> live in, in fear of Sam Darnold turning the ball over. Los Angeles Chargers at Baltimore Ravens. Ravens minus three. This line has dropped. Opened at minus five and a half. Now minus three. It's a tricky one. Same reason I was into the Browns before the whole Baker thing. We we like teams that can run against this Chargers team. They can be run on. That is the biggest issue of this Chargers team. But it's terrifying. Like you have to throw out all my analytics and all my math because Brandon Staley is going for it on fourth and three on from his own twenty-two. Like. It's it's really hard to handicap against a guy like this where his team can be down by 14 and it's irrelevant because all it takes is a touchdown, a three and out by their team, and another touchdown, it's tied up. And he can do that with Herbert. I mean, the guy, it's it's what I love about some of these DCs becoming head coaches. It's not like the old school way where a DC, a defensive coordinator comes a head coach and they play like a coward. He looks at it the other way where he he played against McVay, you know, all those years, and he just kind of saw where. What do you not want the offense to do? You don't want them to go for a fourth down because it is a backbreaker of that defense. It changes all. It changes the game's momentum as well. And that's what happened with that Browns game. Um, I think the Browns were up 14 points, and it never really felt like you're out of it as a Chargers better. Uh, they just – this Turbert thing, it's kind of scary where uh, – it's the same thing with the Cowboys this year. The Cowboys are just winning and covering at an alarming rate, and the Chargers are doing things where – that's how you know they're one of these elite teams. It's just they're winning. They're winning that. They're winning games they should, and they're dominating. And they're winning in different ways. They're winning some games by defense. They're winning some games by offense. But it all comes down to Herbert. As a pro, I like the number. Of course, I'm going to be on the Ravens. Like this is this is a smart side to be on the Ravens here. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. Everyone's going to come in on the Chargers. They're the darlings. We all feel like. You know, the, the Ravens have gotten lucky these last couple of weeks. That went against Detroit. They got pretty lucky. Last night, they got pretty lucky. But Lamar's just playing out of this world. It's it's really hard to fade him in a matchup where you're playing against a team that can can be ran on. The Chargers can be, can be ran on. And it's a bad, bad matchup for what this Chargers defense likes to do. But there just isn't that much value on either side. Like, if, if it, it was four, if it was still five and a half, like you said, the Chargers were, We'd love that number, right? That'd be that's a huge number. Sitting here at three, it kind of feels like the same way with the Chiefs and the, the Bills last week, where it's like, yeah, I like the home team, but I don't really feel like I'm getting that much value. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a heavy bet game where everyone's gonna be coming on this Chargers team. That's just you're happy to get Herbert as a dog in this position. And so I, I can't really make you pick a side here, Chad, but uh I, I lean towards the Ravens. It might get to Ravens two and a half. And that's when I'll hit them. And like I, I, I'm already dreading it because I, I hate betting against the Chargers team. That's why I was so happy I took them last week. Everything they're doing is why I like them early in the year. We bet them to win the Super Bowl. They're just an exciting team with a second year, second year quarterback taking that leap, and a head coach that does not care. Like this guy is going for it again, fourth and three from his own twenty. Like we never see that. I think it was midway through the second quarter, or the third quarter. Crazy. So I'm terrified to bet against the Chargers team. Uh, as we're talking, the line moved. We had a line change. It went from uh, minus three, minus 110 to minus three, minus 115. 
So not too much. It's changing. I saw on the Action Network screen that I'm looking at right now that anybody has access to the public betting and the odds. It lit up red and then it changed. I love it. Cincinnati Bengals at Detroit Lions. The Cincinnati Bengals will be three-point favorites against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. I'm going to say it right now. This is a bet Detroit on the Moneyline game. Hello, Detroit. You've won my heart. Already did it. And I, I bet the three and a half row when it opened. Just a little scared the pros would come in on just because of Joe Burrow. We don't really know what's going on with him. Apparently, he's back in the building. Again, I don't really know the whole story with that uh, throat contusion. I never heard of that before. Uh, sounded like he had issues talking or breathing or something like that. Wow, this Lions team, I, I can't get over how bad their luck is. It no doubt feels like we're going to come in on them here and they're just going to get dominated. But I love this team. Like the head coach, him crying after the game, just talking about how much his team, his team cares and how hard they play for him. Everything about it we love. This Bengals team coming off that that. I mean, a game they should have had, the kicker missing all those kicks, now going on the road. Finally feels the same reason we were fading them, um, you know, when they traveled to play Chicago. It was the hype's getting a little too high now in the Bengals. They're, they're really feeling themselves. We want to come back on the other side. So I'd feel better if it was at three and a half, just like I felt last week with the Bengals were at three and a half against Green Bay. But a three is a good number. We'll take the plus three at home with this Lions team. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like... Even with the loss, the way the Bengals played, the, the, the football fans who bet are paying attention to that game. They saw them show up, saw them go toe-to-toe with the Packers, saw them have a chance to win, and they're automatically going to think, oh, God, this team is so much better than the Lions. And if you're not paying attention, then you're not really seeing that the Lions are they're they're hanging in every game. They're they really scrappy. Are. They fight. Jared Goff really doesn't know, like – how bad it is. And Dan Campbell, like, I think he's drinking every single bit of the Kool-Aid that Dan Campbell was brewing up. Now they're, 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 they're probably the ugliest fun, fun team this season so far. Yeah. Detroit. Speaking of ugly green Bay Packers at Chicago bears, the line is four and a half bears are four and a half point home underdogs couple things to keep in mind. Home underdogs getting 20% of the bets. Simon. Dude. No brainer. Foxhole. Let's climb down into the foxhole. We are in it together. We are in the foxhole on the resurgent Chicago Bears who are three and two and are going to fight for the right to win the NFC North with Justin Fields as the quarterback. People don't realize this is for first place in the North, Chad. That's what it is. This is mental. Uh, they didn't play great last week. The Justin Fields missed some big passes. Coming home, we've seen it. They've just played better at home this season. Uh, they, The defense plays better. The offense plays better. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was nervous about Montgomery being out. I thought that was going to be a pretty big deal for this Bears team because he just runs so hard for them. The, the backups played well in that game for them. They're running the ball really well against this Raiders team. So you're giving me four and a half, a divisional game at home. Woo. We'll, we'll take the Bears. 
only thing I won't recommend is the money line just because Rodgers has burned me. You leave him 30 seconds on the clock, all he needs is a field goal to win. He burns me every time. So that's the only fear here where Nagy and Justin Fields, I don't know if I have the faith in them to melt this game away with a lead, but a four and a half, anything above a four, you take this, people. You're very happy to take this because I had this at three and a half. So love love the number of four and a half. I mean, the only thing is, you know, will it go higher? That's the one thing we have to ask ourselves. It won't, though, because pros are going to come in on it. This is such a pro, a pro will love this game. You have a great Bears defense at home against Green Bay just has their little issues. They had their issues against the Bengals. They had their kicking issues. Their their defense is still suspect with all the injuries they've had to it. There's just something missing there with that Green Bay team. So a, a four and a half, it's just a no-brainer play for me. A lot of home teams again this week. Arizona Cardinals at Cleveland Browns. The undefeated best team in the NFL, Arizona Cardinals, are on the road against the Cleveland Browns. This is the most interesting game on the board to me. Uh, at one point at 7.35 on Sunday evening, shortly after the Cardinals had barely beaten and struggled against Trey Lance and the 49ers, shortly after the Browns had blown big leads and then lost a heartbreaking game to the Los Angeles Chargers, this line was four and a half. Cardinals plus four and a half. It got bet down to three. Now it's two and a half. Browns favored by two and a half. Um, I don't know how you don't take a very short, less than a field goal home favorite in this game. It feels like a trap. It feels too easy. I love the Browns. Love them. Love them, love them, love them. All all the different matchups and all favorites, the Browns. Scary, scary line. I don't know why it's come down so much. I don't know what the professionals are seeing with the Cardinals and why they're betting this line down so much, but they have a read on this. So this is one of these I'll wait to talk to other pros and see what they're seeing and why they're betting this number. But right when this opened, I liked Cleveland. I I, I love this matchup. The 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 Cardinals aren't as good as their record says they are. No. Um, and Cleveland isn't as bad as their record says they are. They've just played a really hard schedule. Like that Chiefs loss and the Chargers loss. Those are two of the best, you know, five, six teams in the AFC. So it, it's, it's scary. It's scary to me, Chad. But of course we love, we love the minus two and a half. I just, I'm going to wait on betting it just until I talk to more people. I, this will be one of the games when we talk Thursday and we do sharp calls on Thursday, Yeah. you know, for anyone listening, we'll do another podcast on Thursday. We'll narrow down the field. We'll talk about the games that we love the most and try to set up our five favorite for Sunday. This will be one of the sharp calls conversations where your wise guys will call you in the next 48 hours and then we'll pick apart what they said and the games that they said you were right and wrong on hundred percent. This will be one of them. And like I've been texting guys about it. We're all really interested in this line because this is one of the more interesting lines of the week, just the movement on it, where it started at now where it's down to, it's just, it's interesting thinking what group and what pros are hitting this number, bring it down. You got to find out what people are thinking. What, oh, I will. what are the syndicates saying? Dallas Cowboys. At New England Patriots. Cowboys are three and a half point favorites on the road right now. This game opened with the Cowboys. You know, this is a, a big look ahead line. And the Cowboys were one and a half point dogs. Huge swing. So we have to ask ourselves, are the Cowboys really five points better than what we thought they were, say, two or three weeks ago against the Patriots? No, but I would have been way happier if the if the Patriots had lost to the Houston because this would have been a great position for them to bounce back and at home with Belichick and that defense. but. I I'll just stay away from it. I'll, I'll yeah. take the Patriots, but I'm not going to make people take it with us just because 
the Cowboys are the best team against the spread. They're just blowing teams out. They're just they're cruising right now. They, they're kind of one of these teams they break the rules. And as a pro, I have to take this number. It's inflated at four and four and a half. But I'm not going to ask any of you guys to bet this number because I just hate losing people money. Only only pros are betting the Patriots. If you want to bet with the pros this week, you bet the Patriots. This is probably when like you know my three or four bigger bets I'll have this week will be the Patriots. But really, yeah, just because it's. I, I really do think Dallas is legit. Like I bet them Super Bowl best record in football, but the turnover luck they've had, the injury luck they've had during their games with certain guys going down on the other team, all these little things have just really broken the Cowboys' way. And I, I have to trust Belichick at home in this situation. So, not that I love doing it. Um, just again, we talked about it. the Cowboys are five and zero ATS to start the year. They they are literally on fire. But I have to take the Patriots. That's just. Four at home, way too, way too big of a number. What are the other three or four big bets that you have this week? Have we not hit on them yet? Uh, no, we hit it. I hit the Bears uh, early. That was one of my bigger bets. And then, you know, again, it's not my biggest bet. We, we haven't gotten to it yet. But All right, well, hold on. We'll get there. We'll okay. Get there. Don't say it yet. But I'm surprised. Like, why, from my point of view, why wouldn't I – want to go with what your three or four biggest bets are. You're saying we're not going to talk about the Patriots. We might not think about putting it in, but now I'm intrigued. I almost feel like I have to. Oh, well, I mean, we could talk about Thursday. I would just, I just don't want people to bet it right now. I, I just think you could wait and you might be able to get a better number because the public's going to come in really heavy on this Dallas team. This is every money line parlay, every teaser will have Dallas thrown in there just because everyone's like me. No one thinks the Patriots are a good team. I just don't think the Patriots are as bad as people think they are right now. So that's why, yeah, we, we'll, we'll see how you feel on Thursday. It's just as we sit here right now, Chad, I wouldn't say, no, take that four. You have to. What do you have this power rated at? Three. I did a field goal. I just saw it, you know, the, the Cowboys win by a field goal. That, that's, a, that's a normal game. Or, like, because of all the, the, the kicking crap, I've changed my numbers a lot. Where we're, like, two and two and a half is a key number now. So it's it's interesting that they've moved this all the way up to four, four and a half in most books. Next game on the board. Las Vegas Raiders at Denver Broncos. You referenced before we came on that Stucky in years past, and we'll have to update this story, has done a great story about uh, the first game, four teams after a coach is fired. Are we taking advantage of that with the Raiders as three and a half point underdogs at Denver? This is one of my bigger bets, Chad. No. Yeah. Love, love, love the Raiders in this position. Uh, Denver is kind of fool's gold. Vic Fangio, I kind of bought into the hype as the season started because they were playing so well against all these bad teams. They just haven't had it. Yeah, I thought it was kind of bullshit, but I expected it from them. Their secondary has not looked good. Now they're playing against a team here in Las Vegas that how can you not think they're going to bounce back in a big way? Again, I didn't love the Raiders when I think it was at a pick or minus one, but now you're giving me three and a half just because Gruden got fired. Love it. I like a team in turmoil where they kind of got rid of, not that we're saying Gruden's a cancer, but he talked, I mean, he talked down about the gay community. He talked down about the black community. He is a gay player. He's a bunch of black players on that team. How do you think they felt last week playing for this guy? So that's gone. It just feels like this isn't going to be a real team unity moment for them. They're playing against a Denver team that's reeling. Uh, I don't know why they would be favoring three and a half against anybody at home, let alone a division rival. So love, love this number of three and a half for this Raiders team. 
Simon, I feel like we're we're bearing the lead here. This is one of your biggest bets of the week. It's going to be on a team that's reeling that just fired its coach almost by definition. This is a big balls bet of the week. This definitely is going to take balls. This will this bet will. Uh, it, it's scary when I bet it, and I'm still scared even looking at it. Uh, I think we've just nailed it. I think our Simon Says bet is the Washington football team plus seven uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think our big balls bet of the week has got to be the uh, Las Vegas Raiders plus three and a half against the Denver Broncos. Bing, bang, boom. (laughs) Love it. You find my enthusiasm to be infectious. I do. I can't believe you still cracked me up all these years in, Chad. I figured I'd be sick of you by now, but nope, still, you still got it, bud. By the way, there are times, even last night, where I did something uh, and my wife started laughing and nobody get any ideas. I said something funny and I looked at her and I go, you still think I'm funny? She just does. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm impossible not to think, it's impossible not to think I'm funny. It's my reaction. My uh, son, who's away at college, would say uh, that I'm just way extra uh, in my enthusiasm, and that's why people laugh at it. But I don't care. I don't care why, as long as people are feeling entertained and connected to me through uh, laughter. That's what it's all about. That's all that matters, my friend. Seattle Seahawks at Pittsburgh Steelers. When they uh, booked this game for Sunday Night Football, they were definitely thinking it was going to be a much better matchup than this one. I hate they can't flex yet. Like the Ravens, Chargers, Cardinals, Browns, like either of those so much better than this game. Jeez. Steelers are four and a half point favorites. I know you feel like you have to bet every single game, so you're going to have a take on this game. But I don't think this is a game where we're like locking in for five, five favorites. No, I mean, like at first glance, I kind of like the Seahawks just because, you know, yeah, he's bad, but is he worse than Roethlisberger? I feel like this is kind of an even matchup QB wise. Like Roethlisberger is just a corpse out there. And Geno Smith, he can make plays every now and we saw him drive the field 95 yards to score a touchdown. Um, Also saw the interception. So it's like, that's just Geno. So yeah, won't be one of our best five because there's no real value here. But I, I lean towards the dog in this situation just because, that's a lot of points for Big Ben to be favored at home. I, I know that Geno Smith's a backup, but are we sure Roethlisberger's not a backup? It's kind of one of these things where it's like this line would be fair at three, three and a half, which it was, and now it's up to four and a half. I'll, I'll take the Seahawks, but I don't feel great about it. That is one of the smartest, most cutting, mean things anyone has ever said. We know he's playing against the backup. But are we sure Ben Roethlisberger isn't a backup? And you're not wrong. Like no, it, truth looks, it, it doesn't look great out there. God help anybody who decides they're staying up super late because they're sweating the Steelers and the Seahawks on Sunday. Exactly. I will be in deep REM when that game is 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 getting finished. Last I game. I love the board. Seahawks in two and a teaser too. Ten and a half. That's that's a great number to have against Big Ben. Last game on the board. Buffalo Bills at Tennessee Titans. Oh, goodness, Matt Mitchell. The Bills are five and a half point favorites right now. They're getting all the money. This feels this feels Mike Vrabel at home, firing up the troops. Trapezoid of a trap. 
I was with you until I logged on to Bet Labs and I saw Josh Allen's record in primetime games. And man, it, I, this you couldn't have asked a worse matchup for this Tennessee's defense against Josh Allen. Everything he does well and everything that Bills do well is the worst thing that the uh, this Tennessee defense can defend. So weird number, scary number. I obviously love the Bills. It uh, feels like I'm falling into a trap with the public here because the bookmakers know what they're doing hanging this funny line. They know that everyone's going to come in on this Bills team and very few will be taking this Tennessee Titans team. But I – I looked at it long and hard. I cannot do it with this Tennessee team. I, I just can't take them at that number. If this was seven, I'd be into it. I, I would really like them as a home dog here. The fact that it's still under six with the with this Bills team, I'll, I'll take that number in. You know, if Josh Allen has a bad game and I lose this bet, that's way more shocking than this Tennessee team blowing out this Bills team. So I, I think you're getting, good, getting value uh, as long as it stays under six for this Bills team. I mean, you hate this Tennessee team in every, every single week. You really hate this. Team. I really, I really dislike them. Um, Cause they've, they've, they've just gotten lucky in so many different things where it's like that Seahawks game, if they don't win that, they'd be sitting here with one win on the season and it'd be against this crappy Colts team. And then they beat the Jaguars. And it's like every little thing is going right for this Tennessee team. Maybe I am too down on them, but this is a horrible, horrible matchup for this Tennessee's defense. And it's nothing against Tannehill. I just don't think he is as good as he had looked the previous two years. He's kind of come back to earth this season. I think that's what he is, where Josh Allen, this guy is ascending. He's becoming a top three quarterback. Tannehill is kind of going back to the pack of being, you know, middle 15, middle 20 quarterback in this league. He's just not a winner, where Derrick Henry is the game changer on that team. So we'll see what the Bills do. I, I see the defensive style for the Bills. They're just going to come and shut down the run. And let Tannehill beat them. I just don't think he can do that at this number. Matt Mitchell, you have anything you want to add about this game? Are you feeling any particular way right now? The bills make me wanna shout. kick your heels up and shout. throw your hands up and shout. throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. I just say the bills are an unstoppable war machine who will stop at nothing to dominate not only the National Football League, but I would argue the, the world at large. Also, revenge game from last year, one of the weirdest primetime games. Josh Allen fell flat. COVID game. Yeah, it was a bizarre game, and they bounced back after that, after they got healthier. But I don't think that's going to be lost on the Bills coaching staff this year. They got their revenge against Kansas City and then hyping up the troops for another revenge spot, taking names all season. Yeah, number one scoring offense and number one scoring defense. Your Buffalo Bills, Matt Mitchell. Yeah! Buffalo's happening now. We're on the move. Amazing. You should ask it. Like, I've never had my team as the number one seed at sportsbooks to be going to win the Super Bowl. The Bills are the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. Enjoy this feeling, Matt Mitchell. This is truly incredible. It's a shame they're not giving out rings in the middle of October. It is a shame. All right. We've gone through the entire slate. Here are the games that we're going to narrow it down and focus on on Thursday, pending any sharp calls from Simon's professional betting friends where they feel like our take is way on or way off and we need to make some consideration. Also, we'll review the relevant line moves, injury updates, anything that is impacting lines, markets, our decision. Uh, God, I can't believe that we love 
the Texans plus 10 against the Colts, the Washington football team plus seven against KC. We like Detroit plus three and a half. Simon's probably going to bet him on the money line too. Bears plus four and a half against the Packers. Browns minus two and a half. That one's making us a little itchy against the cards. Uh, Pats plus four, one of Simon's biggest bets of the week. His biggest bet of the week so far, big balls, bet of the week. Raiders plus three and a half against the Broncos. Simon says, bet Washington football team plus seven. We will be back on Thursday to break it down even more for Simon Hunter. I am Chad Millman. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. Download it from Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Until next time, love you.